Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire-Johnson. All right, we're back. And in this podcast episode, uh, yet Kenya's not here with us, but she's... uh, She'll be back in our next episode. But in this episode, I wanted to do an interview with uh, Brian Vickers, who's a music supervisor and a good friend of mine, someone I've known for for many years. And I, I met him early in his early days coming out of uh, college at uh, Howard University. So um, but he's he's got a great uh, story to tell and he's got a great background and um, he's a wealth of information on how to get your music into sync licensing and movies and TV. So uh, I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. And just as for our our music business tip, I wanted to give a tip on um, being able to put your music into a licensing uh, opportunity. There's a a site called Music Gateway and you can check them out. Uh, I think it's musicgateway.com, but uh, if it's not, I'll change it up in the show notes. But yeah, Jeff, definitely check them out. They actually have a lot of opportunities for you to work with other musicians, other artists, and they have uh, a way to place your music in um, in different circumstances. So uh, check that out. And without further ado, here's our podcast interview. All right. I'm here with uh, Brian Vickers, and he's a great friend of mine going way back to the to the days of the Grammy U and and uh, <laughs> and uh, Anguilla and all, all the good fun stuff. So he's actually in in transit. So, uh, so he might be, you know, having some, some drops and whatever, but we'll, we'll fix all of that later. But, uh, yeah, I just want the people to know who you are and just, just give people a, a an idea of, of what you do and, and, uh, who you are. Yeah. 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 Uh, first of all, um, what's going on everybody? Uh, my name is Brian Vickers. Uh, I am, uh, originally from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, and I, you know, proud graduate of Howard University. Class is 2007. <laughs> um, I went to school for music, uh, for performance. Uh, and while I was in school, I ended up, uh, even though I was a performance major, I ended up meeting uh, a lot of industry people and slowly began to shift my focus um, where I went from uh, the actual performance side to learning uh, label stuff. I ended up uh, doing an internship with Henny Beach Recordings where everyone knows them from uh, Jill Scott and Kendrick the Family Soul and um, a number of other amazing artists. And I also uh, work with the Recording Academy, uh, a.k.a. the the Grammy people, as many people know. Um, And, uh, yeah, uh, after leaving D.C., I spent a little time in Florida at a school called Full Sail University where I did recording arts. Um, I left there and moved to Los Angeles in 2008, um, and during my time in L.A., I've worked uh, for a number of companies, which is an amazing trailer house, uh, that is Trailer Park, um, who's known for doing film trailers, and uh, also, I was fortunate in about 2011 to link up with uh, one of my groups from Howard, and we went on uh, the sing-off in season three, and we lost to a group that is uh, the amazing uh, Grammy award-winning group Pentatonix. So, uh, so yeah. And now I work primarily in music supervision and licensing and 
uh, do some consultation stuff as well for up and comers. Great, great. I think uh, it might have dropped out real quick when you talked about Trailer House. If you could just give, uh, how did you guys get started with them again? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, uh, in about, let's see, I think 2012. In 2012, I ended up working with the company uh, Trailer Park Inc. Um, they are one of Hollywood's biggest trailer houses. Um, they work with everyone from uh, Disney and Marvel to Paramount to Sony to Universal, you name it. Uh, they've probably worked on one of the trailers for one of the movies that everyone has gone to go see. So, yeah. Right. How, now, how did you get in? Uh, so that, that was the actual gig that you got with them. And how, how did you how did you get that hookup? Yeah, man. I, my story is a little bit uh, unconventional, to say the least. Um, I ended up... Uh, I, I ended up interning with Fiona Murray Productions not long after I graduated from Full Sail. And by interning there, um, I, I, that ended up becoming a full-time job. I became a music coordinator, essentially, and was there for about four years. And I had to learn literally as much as I could about music sync because that, that world was new to me. So, um, so yeah, yeah, I, I was there for about four years, and then we ended up moving... Um, I, after that, I ended up uh, transitioning over to Trailer Park once, you know, I, I heard about it through a friend and went ahead and applied and <laughs> right. long story short, I ended up over there. And that that's great. Actually, that's um, a lot of what people are trying to do. And a lot of our, our listeners for the podcast, they want to know, how do I get into music licensing? How do, and he mentioned some terms, music sync, and that, that's short for sync licensing. And uh, there's a lot of things, um, a lot of opportunities out there that, that people don't even, aren't even aware of. And you were great about trying to reach back to the community that you were a part of to try to get everybody to get their stuff in the music sync licensing. And I remember the right. emails you were sending out and everybody was, you know, t- telling right. everybody to get on, you know, get, send stuff to me now. You know, that, that type of stuff. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you know, that's that's the goal is uh, as a music supervisor, just so. You know, to give an overview of what the job itself is, uh, these are the people that are responsible for the music to put in various forms of media, whether that means uh, film, film trailers, um, you know, anything that has music for that. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I ended up getting involved because, you know, like I said, being a musician and understanding what that can be like, uh, having to get your music somewhere and trying to get put on, basically. <laughs> um, I know what that's like. So my right. goal was to find ways to, to get other people involved. And you, you do, you're great at it, man. And I, I appreciate you reaching out because that's actually some of the connections that. <laughs> you know, that, I, that I had. And I was able to get my stuff under some licensing opportunities through you. So that was, that was perfect. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I'm glad to hear that. So great. So what, what are some, some things that people need to, to know when they're trying to create music for these licensing and sync opportunities? What, what type of music should they be creating? And, you know, how, how do they go about doing that? I always like to answer uh, that question that uh, getting the right music for sync is basically like math. All right. Um, you, you might know, even though uh, addition isn't the same as uh, subtraction or division or multiplication, even though all of them are different, it's all numbers and it's all based on set formulas. <laughs> Excuse me. And um, 
it's the exact same thing when it relates to uh, when it relates to finding saints. You know, I don't care if you do hip hop, if you do R and B, if you do soul, rock, or if you do even bluegrass. You know, um, it, it's all related. You know, and I think they can all be uh, used in sync. You know, and the key to getting them used in sync is just to understand the formula. Um, understanding anything from knowing how to use uh, how to use your uh, 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 how to how to cut off, how to have good cutoffs, what we call stinger endings. Stinger endings mean, you know, letting the song play out and letting it just literally uh, having it have a final ending. Hmm. Something as simple as that and knowing how to build your song. So everything in your song should change every four to eight bars. Like I should hear something different every right. four to eight bars in the song. You know what I mean? So, um, those things I think are good, and no matter if it's a hip hop tune, if it's a R and B, like I said, it's all related. Like um, all of those things have to follow that same formula. They should build up, uh, get big at some point, and there should be something different every four to eight bars. Oh, and have instrumentals and clean versions if you if you're riding dirty on the weekends. You know, right. have uh, have clean versions for for explicit versions, and have instrumentals. Have everything as in as many different forms and files as you can um what meaning wave mp3 uh whatever whatever type of file because different supervisors use material in different ways so yeah so yeah you should have different lengths of tracks um i think uh make making sure that you have like a 30 second format 60 second format um and then you know the actual song the full song format if they want to use it that way but then you're talking also about breaking down the tracks, just having the individual uh, track stems available so they, they can use it in whatever they they want, right? Oh, God, yeah, man. Um, I know a lot of people like to do, uh, they always ask, how long does my song have to be? Well, honestly, it doesn't really matter because in reality, um, a song is going to get edited anyway. Right. Like, they're going to, they, if you have a, a three or four minute song, they'll likely end up using at most a minute 30 seconds of it and it'll be different parts of it spliced together uh, at least for trailers and tv um and you know it also applies to film in a lot of cases as well but uh yeah always have stems as well meaning you know i want one track uh when you finish the song and when you're in the production phase of the song have one part that's just you know, I want just that kick, uh, just the drums on mm-hmm. one channel or just the the horns or just the vocals or, you know, because all of those can come into play as well. They might like your drum um, and you might pray for having your drum on the song or they might just like, you know, your guitar or whatever right. the case may be. But um, or they might need to re, you know, change the tweak the mix a little bit like it, it varies. But yeah. It's good to have all those things. So now, if you've got all your your stuff and you have a catalog and and you're ready to go, how do you reach out to some of these music supervisors? What's sort of the etiquette, the best practices, best ways of reaching out? And because you, you don't want to annoy people and and you don't want to be you know be <laughs> right. blacklisted, <laughs> you know don't don't talk no, to this definitely person. Not. <laughs> Definitely not. You know, this is always one of the more interesting questions. People always ask, well, you know, how can we find you or how can we, you know, whatever. Um, 
honestly, I think one of the best ways is to find people through LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn is a great tool for networking. Um, you know, I know some people go around to Twitter as well, but literally LinkedIn was created for that. So people are a lot more um, expecting to hear. So you should be pretty active on, like on, on LinkedIn and try to put some of your stuff uh, links to whatever you're doing on your profile, just to make sure people know what you do. Right. And you think being active in forums might be helpful? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a great idea to have that on there. You know, I mean, when you go to LinkedIn, it's it's pretty it's pretty self-contained, um, but also. You know, just sending somebody a message. You know, if you go, if you look up music supervisors, you'll get a complete list of a lot of people, and it never hurts to just network with as many of those people. Right. But it'd be, it's just like reaching out to someone in real life. You know, you don't walk up to somebody and go, "Hey, my name is such and such, and I do this and this and this and this and this." Right. Like, nah, you give it space, and <laughs> you breathe, you keep it natural. Hi, I'm such and such. Um, and I see that you've worked on whatever, do your research, do your homework, and then, you know, say, um, what would be the best process to, to submit? Because everyone has a different process. There's a different, you know, mechanism. Some people might like box. Some people might like uh, we transfer, And some people might have their own, you know, submitting uh, protocol completely different. So um, it'd be a good idea to, to just reach out in a nice, simple format. If you don't hear from them immediately, because sometimes it can take days, sometimes it can take a couple of weeks, but you can't get there. All right, he dropped out for a second. He probably went through a tunnel. But uh, he'll come back and we'll we'll pick it up. So you were you were just talking about um, you know how how to reach out and how to if how to follow up basically on LinkedIn. Yeah, I think the best way to follow up is always to just have uh, give time, be patient, don't rush. You know, sometimes people will email you back within a day or two. But sometimes it might take longer. It might take a, a week or two. Um, don't be discouraged. Don't take it personal. Right, right. Because <laughs> um, these people are very busy. But um, to say, you know, if you reach out to someone initially, give it about two and a half to three weeks and follow up, you know, and say, hey, you know, I, I just wanted to follow up to see, you know, um, you know, uh, if if you if you're still looking for music or whatever, almost assume that they didn't read your first email. Right. Um, but just be courteous and most importantly, like I said, just be patient, you know. Yeah, and a lot of these people, you know, they, they want people to reach out to them because they, they're looking for music. You right. know? That's that's the key. But yes. where would you definitely where would you go uh when you were when you're doing your where do you go when you're doing your supervising? Where where do you go to look for music if you don't have uh, anybody on tap? You know, I, there are so many places now that, that a lot of supervisors look for music. It can range from LinkedIn or, yeah, even LinkedIn or SoundCloud to, uh, I know a blog site that I used to go to was a site called Kings of A&R. Hmm. A lot of blogs, but even if you're not getting your material on blogs or whatever, just have your SoundCloud ready to go. You know what I mean? Like, right. Your SoundCloud, your social media. Um, I think the most important part is having everything prepared 
before you even fire off that email, because a lot of people are in an unfortunate situation of finally getting the ear of a music supervisor or uh, a producer, or even you know, even as it relates to not in the, in the sync world, but they're just not ready. One thing that a lot of people, uh, I think, overlook is just the power of their SoundCloud. Like SoundCloud has become such a powerful format. Right. Um, a lot of a lot of people who are getting the ear of even the Rihannas and the Beyonces of the world were on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can't overlook how important uh, a platform like that is. Blogs. It's a good idea to reach out to blogs to try to get their attention because the more that people hear about things, then the more, the greater the chance that they're going to want to use it, the greater chance that they'll even get a chance to hear it in the first place. Right. So, um, so those are definitely viable options. You know, have your SoundCloud together and have your whatever music platform you use, your Apple Music, anywhere that people can go look for things easily. Some right. people, unfortunately, there are some times where people only want to, you know, go with artists that are creating a buzz. So work on getting your Spotify listeners up, you know, work on getting, you know, uh, any subscriber based thing. Yeah, I just got uh, two two other questions for you. One, one is um, what what was the probably the either biggest or most fulfilling project that you worked on being a music supervisor? You know, oh man, that's a good question. I think one of the coolest projects that I was able to be involved with was uh, we did a film called Perfect Guy. And the Perfect Guy came out uh, a couple of years ago. It was a big project with uh, Sony uh, under their screen, Jim's envelope. Mm-hmm. And um, fortunately for me at the time, um, I was able to get my wife to come in and sing on the trailer. Oh, and um, and the trailer that she ended up singing on became, uh, they liked her voice on it so much that they did one version with just her singing. Wow. So um, that was a major thing for both of us, you know, because it got her into the world of singing and it got her uh, working on that. And honestly, it opened the door for her to be able to come in and sing once again on uh, a trailer that we were working on for Captain America Civil War. Right. Unfortunately, we weren't able to finish that trailer. Uh, I think it went to another house, but um, at least she had the opportunity to do it. But, you know, I personally love working on all of the Captain America stuff. Uh, and I think a project that I really like, the trailer that I really like that we worked on, is the car so <laughs> that was fun and uh and the suicide squad trailer as well uh we did a trailer a couple of years back for the movie suicide squad so that was super fulfilling as well what was what was the one right before suicide squad i think to cut out just a second uh the one before that was uh mission impossible mission so impossible protocol Ro- okay yeah so you did work on that one it, it was great <laughs> Yeah, man, it's uh, there's a there's a lot of opportunities and uh, and it's a lot of fun doing some of these things. And I'm, I'm glad you're, you're getting that that experience out there. And um, I want to just also give you the opportunity to plug some of the things that you're doing and uh, let people know what you're what you're up to. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, recently, 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 um, as within the last few months, I've slowly made a shift to starting my own uh, music consultation company and my goal is hopefully to work with uh some of your listeners <laughs> um and work with a lot of other who are 
considering transitioning into the world of music sync um, and getting their material licensed. Um, but my goal is to work with them. I, I, I get a chance to listen to their music, and I break it down from two major standpoints. I break it down from a creative. Um, what is the what does the melody sound like? What are the harmony? How do the vocals sound like? What's the what's the song structure? What does that look like? Uh, so a production standpoint, as well as the technical standpoint. How does the mix sound? You know, how does uh, you know how does all of that how does are the drums too loud or are the kick does the kick need adjusted or any of that? And then we determine what the song might be best for and the direction that you should go in. So um, that's what I'm doing. Um, also, I uh, literally like hot off the press as I just mentioned <laughs> to Doc yesterday. Um, I will be starting a position. Uh, as the assistant music supervisor for uh, the Walt Disney Company. Beautiful. That's that's a, a big, big league position. <laughs> yes. I am thrilled and excited and ready for some amazing challenges and incredible opportunities. That's, that's going to be fun, man. Yeah, the, the, the only other thing I'll probably ask is that this, there's, because um, uh, people not just, in terms of sync licensing and everything else, um, and it's outside of commercials and TV, what's the uh, the film situation? I know we we touched on it a little bit earlier, but what's the uh, how do you get into film? If you could, I guess, clear that up and oh, yeah. repeat. Yeah, I think um, film supervision is a tad bit trickier at times. Um, part of that could be getting in touch with uh, a director. Um, finding certain directors. I know I always recommend that a lot of younger uh, composers and younger artists get in touch with um, get, get in touch with some of these up and coming directors and see if you can get if you can get an in with them or if you can you know get on their radar. If not, it's the same process. Figure out what movies that you enjoy watching um, and see who get the music supervision. Once you supervision, you go from there. Um, mm-hmm. Try to reach out to that supervisor because I, I are, if you know one supervisor, I know that happened. I, that's something that even I did. Mm-hmm. I, I I watched the movie Selma and I said, I really, really like the music supervision in this. Who did it? It was a, a young lady named Morgan Rhodes. Mm-hmm. So I ended up looking for Morgan on Twitter, found her on Twitter, and now we speak regularly, oh, <laughs> which wow. is pretty cool. Um, at least on Twitter, I'll meet her one day. That's right. uh, next on the itinerary. But uh, but yeah, that's that's definitely one of the things that I that I recommend if you're trying to get into supervision when it comes to film. Um, the sound is a little different because it's a little more. You, it's just it, there's less of even a formula for that. That one just determined. That one is just determined by how good is the song and does it fit? Does it fit for what we're doing? Um, So TV and film, I think there's a little bit more of a a structure, meaning, you know, they want stuff that builds and they want stuff to, uh, excuse me, for TV and film trailers, they want stuff that builds and gets big and grows. But for the actual uh, film itself, itself, it really Mm -hmm. just depends on your. Yeah. It depends on your, your, your what? It just depends on your song, and it your just song, depends yeah. on how the song fits and right. how the, the overall groove is. But like I said, if there was one last like last thing that I would tell 
anyone who's looking to get into uh, sync at all, it's number one, don't get discouraged by your material not fitting for a project. Just because it doesn't fit doesn't mean it's not good at all. It doesn't mean that. It just means it doesn't fit the project. Also, understand that just because uh, your material is, uh, is just because they do reach out, it doesn't necessarily mean that it is going to get used. Like, they might reach out, hey, I gave you my song. Why didn't it end up in this project? Well, mm-hmm. it's a lot of hands that the material has to go through before it's final. So um, be patient. Trust the process. And most importantly, trust yourself. Keep Trust doing yourself. it. Keep studying. Yeah. Keep listening to other music. Keep listening to the stuff that's on TV and and the stuff that gets used. And a b yourself, you know, um, and play your music. Sometimes I tell people when you're watching a show that you like or something that you like, just turn the music off. Turn mute the TV and play your song and see if your song fits that scene. Mm. You know, um, that's one of the best ways to determine. Naturally, you're going to be a little bit biased. So it might be a good idea to get a good source that you mm-hmm. trust that will be honest with you and kind of go from there. Yeah. Great, great, great advice. Yeah. Well, man, uh, this, this has been very, very educational <laughs> for for me as well. I mean, I, there's a couple, a lot, you know, a few things in there. I, I had no idea, but yeah, that was, that's great, man. And, and, uh, and yeah. if anybody wants to reach out to you, what, what should they use? What, um, yeah, it, I'm I'm available on all social media as uh, at Chad the Cool Cat, C H A D C H E C O O L C A T on LinkedIn uh, as Brian Vickers. Uh, I'll be the one that says uh, music supervisor slash uh, music cool guy. <laughs> um, and I'm relatively easy to find uh, once uh, on LinkedIn. And yeah. And I, and I can get in touch with people and get them information from there. Perfect, perfect. So link, LinkedIn and uh, and and Facebook, and I think you gave t- Twitter. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's at Chad the Cool Cat. Yeah, at Chad the Cool Cat. Okay. C H A D C H E C O O L C A T. Perfect. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, I hope you enjoyed this one and and. Um, I'm sure Brian would love to hear from you. And if you're interested in, in taking some of his services, he, he should have some information for you as well. So uh, thanks for listening. Talk to y'all next week. Thank you for listening. And we hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. Please leave us a comment on our page. If you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at info at creating crimson.com or DRW Smith at making money in the music biz. Biz.com. If you would like to schedule a consultation session with Creating Crimson, you can fill out the contact form at the bottom of the website at creatingcrimson.com. If you would like registration services for your music project, you can visit makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com and go to the registration services page. Please fill out the contact form and we will get back with you promptly. If you are interested in advertising on our podcast, please send us an email at drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com.